This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Uh, Jürgen, just two uh, separate parts to, to this first one. It's because of what Jeannie's just said then. He's been pretty strong in his, his feelings about what happened at the weekends with regards to, to Virgil. Uh, he, he said Everson take it way too far. Accidents can happen, but the way they were doing it is unacceptable and it makes it harder that they don't get punished. Is is that something that you agree with as well? And separate to that, does the injury to Virgil mean that you have to look at getting extra covering in, in January for him? Look, we have different we have different problems. Um one is that you have obviously always the easiest job to do. So you judge us, you judge everybody. Um, a couple of days ago, um, something happened, which for sure should not have, ha- should not have happened in a football game. Um, and it's happened not the first time, obviously it will probably not happen the last time. Uh, but yes, I see it similar to my players. It was uh, both challenges um, were Difficult to accept, let me say it like this. Um, but it's not to change anymore. So what we, what we all can do uh, is try to, to change these kind of things. We, I spoke the day after, and it's really hard for us because Virtual is our boy and it has nothing to do with the quality of Virtual. Because yes, he's a world-class player and we will miss him, but we miss Oxley as well. And injuries happen in football and uh, in, in, in very often in challenges, but very often just both players try to play the ball. It was not the case in these two challenges. And it makes it so different. It makes it so difficult to take. We, in the last four years, if you have, might have a look, we were the leader of the fair play table. Means we don't get anything for that. It's most often, it's often enough uh, um, something where people make a joke about it and say, um, oh, well, we are in that table up, um, uh, up there, but not in the real table. We were in both tables pretty high. That means you can play football without these kind of challenges. Um, in this game, there came a few things together. Um, obviously, that first, uh, and I, I have to say that, that the first the ref doesn't see it. So um, it's in this case, Michael Oliver that didn't see it, um, which is an, an excellent referee usually, but why he didn't see it, I don't understand because he had the best view. And then the, um, the we are forgets the rules. Um, as a human being, it's all it's all about that. It's not that I want to that that the um, um, Evan players or ever player is punished, but I think it's something we have to we we all agreed on. If you do something wrong, you have to deal with the consequences. And in this moment, it's only one person who deals with the consequences. Two persons, sorry. Virgil van Dijk and Thiago Alcantara. And, and all the rest is going on just like this. And that's, that's difficult. I, I wouldn't have spoken about it. Eh? So if you don't ask me, if you, because you keep all these stories up. You, you, not you personally, but you personally as well. So you keep all these stories up. I'm here because of the Champions League game and I want to be focused on the Champions League game. But you ask these questions and um, now you again, everybody will judge us. But how, because we don't deal in the right way with it, but we did nothing wrong in the game. I don't think we did anything wrong since then, but we are still, not we as well, but mostly our players are still the ones who 
who suffer of it. And that's, that doesn't feel right. And it's not, it's not easy to deal with these kind of things. Again, we all accepted that injuries can happen, but it should be in a normal challenge. Very different question now, Jürgen, as well. Uh, and, and given that it is related to European competition as well, we've seen reports today that discussions have taken place about the formation potentially of a European Premier League. Uh, Liverpool and Manchester United, for instance, have, have been involved in those discussions. How do you feel as manager about a, a European Premier League possibly replacing the Champions League? I had absolutely no time to think about it. I'm, I'm not involved in this. I have no idea about it, to be 100% honest. I'm, I'm here. I deal with the daily stuff. Huh? So if you think now I'm um, in these things as well, uh, then I don't have to disappoint you. I'm not. I have no idea. Um, I'm here today, prepare the game against Ajax and deal with all the, the, the daily stuff. But about the other things, I can't say anything. Sorry. Jürgen, just going back then to, to what you said, to follow on from what you said to Vinny about VAR forgets the rules. I know that you were, you were seeking a response um, to your request of a review into the application of VAR um, from that game at Goodison Park. Have you received that then? Or when do you expect to, to receive that? Did, did, did I expect that? The club more. I the, the club. club. Fine. No, nobody. No, I, I've, I don't expect anything. No, but I didn't. It didn't come through to me if there, it did anything. If there anything came back, nope. Hi again. It's just to follow up on on Vinny's uh, part two of his first question, which was, you went into this season with three centre backs and Fabinho as as cover. Where does this leave you now in terms of what comes next and what happens in January or as? Anybody interested in any uh, any kind of the game up tomorrow, or do we do it that now the whole night? Yes, we went in the season with three centre halves plus Fabinho as a cover plus young kids as cover. Um, that's usually quite a good number. Um, as a football club, it's difficult to have four world class centre halves where um, immediately it's on one side pretty expensive, on the other side one of them uh, doesn't play for a long, long time. And that's um, pretty difficult because it's not a position you rotate too much. So it's a tricky one. If anybody wants to tell us now, we made a mistake in the, in the transfer window and we didn't. I think Jamie Carragher or whatever, and they mentioned already something like this. Uh, there are a few reasons why they do, don't do this job, why they don't do the, the other job. Um, but you, all, you cannot have the solutions always before you have the problem. Yes, it's not perfect, for sure not. Um, and um, Joel Matip is not here as well, so that's that's not perfect. Uh, but that's our situation, and we have to deal with it. We will see how we react on it. Uh, we are still a little bit sensitive with the situation, which you are obviously not. That's exactly the, the situation why we are, in a moment, in a completely different mood to you. You only, the first question people ask are, what are you doing now in the transfer market? <laughs> we know since yesterday that our, 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 um, our vice captain and, um, and um, the best center half in the world is not playing for us um, for a long time. We will see how long. Um, and now we work, we work on solutions for now. And from a specific moment on, we will try to find solutions um, for the future. But I have no idea how they will look in this moment, sorry. Well, uh, for a change, I do have a question about tomorrow's match. Uh, Jürgen, in a way, do you feel sorry for Ajax? Because Liverpool can strengthen themselves every summer, but Ajax has to rebuild again and again. So it's always David versus Goliath. 
No, why should I? Ajax is a top club, and if Ajax would play in England, they have to strengthen every year. But they, and if they play in Holland, to be honest, uh, which is a wonderful league, I love the Dutch league, um, but it's not exactly uh, the same. They have different difficulties, I would say. So what they can do with their wonderful um, youth system, they bring through top, top, top players can sell them for a lot of money all over the world, and then uh, the next one is in line already. Um, that's I, I'm, I don't feel sorry for them. I don't think anybody has to feel sorry for them. It's a sensational club with um, an outstanding uh, philosophy, with a, well, a really a world-class coach and world-class talent. Meanwhile, I think if I'm right from my um, what I see from from outside, they change the philosophy slightly. They have now the. Um, they're bringing more experienced players or back, bring them back if you want, apart from Tadic, I think pretty much all the others played already before that. Um, and and mix it up with the youth. So they are ambitious and they are top. They were two years ago in the in the semi-final of the of the of the Champions League. And they have again, yes, they lost some players, but they have again a top team um in line. And that's um there's nothing to feel sorry for. It's uh it's just a really good a really good idea with the Ajax way. Um, we are very impressed in the Dutch league since this season and actually also last season with the German coaches. We had Frank Wormuth at one of our teams. We have now Thomas Leitch at Vitesse. We have Robert Schmidt at PSV. They're doing a great job. Do you have an explanation why the German coaches are so successful in Holland? It's really difficult to understand you. What did you talk about the German coaches in yeah. working in the Dutch league and how? And do you have an explanation sure. to why they're so successful here? Oh. First of all, you you had to, you had to open the door for us. I'm not sure that in all the years it was always possible for German coaches to come to Holland. Want <laughs> to explain to Dutch people how how football is going? I don't think that is very popular in Holland. But you have now um, I mean two or three of the two Roger Schmidt, yes, Frank Bormuth, and what the others? Uh, Thomas Leitch at Vitesse. Thomas? Thomas Leitch, yes, he's doing a great job there, top of the league. I didn't, still didn't understand the name. Our cameraman, though, sorry, can you tell us? At Leach. Yeah. Yes. Good. So, great. Um, I'm too long away from Germany, obviously, that I, that I realized that um, I played. Frank Bormuth was kind of my teacher uh, when I made the license. I was, was he involved there already? I'm not sure, but he did the job later, so he knows all about football and Holger Schmidt. Um, is a top, 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 top coach, which I struggle a lot with when we played against each other. Um, um, so, yeah, it's just Germany has obviously good coaches. Not a surprise, but meanwhile, um, we, we travel a bit more. We go to different countries. That was not always the case in, in, in the past. I think it took a while until German coaches worked uh, um, in foreign countries, in other countries. Uh, meanwhile, Thomas Tuchel is in, in Paris. I'm in England. Um, we have in Dutch, um, we have the first manager, German manager. Um, oh no, we had them already in the Spain, Spanish league earlier, a few, little bit um, earlier. So football is progressing, developing, and um, German Germany made a few good decisions about football years, like around about 20 years ago, uh, where everything changed slightly, where the youth system changed, and, um, and where the, the, the coaching um, education changed. And um, so, Obviously, in the moment, um, German coaches are quite uh, fancied and um, yeah, good. I like them all. If I know them personally, I can say all the ones I know I like. Okay. Really good. Good evening. 
Hello. Hello. Hi. So about tomorrow's game, you will be missing the creativity and passing accuracy of Thiago in the midfield and the strength and area threat of, like you said, this best central back in the world, Virgil van Dijk. Now, playing against a compact and quick team like Hayas tomorrow, do you think you stand a chance without Thiago and Virgil van Dijk tomorrow? No. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we still will try. Yeah, we still will try. I'm not sure if you're a journalist or did you come and jump in, in the um, in this thing? Yes, we will still give it a try. We, we will in the future maybe we'll miss Thiago much more. Um, but so far we played only once with him. So um, before that we played without him. Um, and he's a world class player, 100. Uh, but we won some games without him, and we'll give it a proper try. Um, and about virtual, we said pretty much everything. Um, but what I <laughs> But I realize more, much more than not. Um, you only realize that really, when you have yourself a difficult moment, and you realize even in the questions, people are just not interested in what we are doing. It's every, for everybody, it's fun and have a look, watch Champions League tomorrow night, eh? and have a look how Liverpool um, will do this or that. So we will give it a proper try. I promise you. And. Um, no excuses for nothing. We know how strong Ajax is. Um, we respect them a lot. We nearly played them in a the semi-final one and a half years ago, but that didn't happen. That's not our fault. Uh, and now we are here and, and play them. It's a wonderful city, great stadium, super team. That's exactly how Champions League should be. Apart from no supporters in the stadium, um, it's nearly perfect. And um, all the rest is normal football. You barely can play with exactly the team you you want to play at the beginning of the week because so many things can happen and nowadays even more things can happen and um, our job is to deal with it. Hi Jürgen, um, I, I guess you, you kind of um, suggested what your answer to this question may be, the previous question. Um, that, that question kind of expressed what seems to have been happened. People are saying, well, without Virgil, Liverpool season is over and 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 the despair around that. And 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 you know, that that obviously seems crazy given that you're the number one team in the world, st still the world club champions. So what was your reaction to that? And also will you be able to use that with your squad to say, look, look, guys, this is people the people are writing us off, sort of thing. I will not start reading now the newspaper and uh, the news about us just because um, we are now not in the best moment. It would be slightly crazy. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't care less enough. But I know I'm old enough, how you can see, obviously, and I know um, how the world is and they, they, the people do that. And a lot of people speak before they think. A lot of people. But then it's already out there. And we try to sometimes at least to think before we do. And um, we are in a situation, yes, we are here without Roch van Dijk and Joel Matip, both not here. We still will give it a try. So, um, and what can we do now? Uh, again, and uh, people can say what they want. That's a free world. Um, but three weeks ago, I think uh, they said we will run away. Three weeks later, we are not even in contention for anything anymore. So, but that's football. That's the world right now. Um, but we cannot be that excited about all the different 
estimations. We have to um, stay calm. That's what we try. And um, yeah, tomorrow you will see it the first time. I was just going to say, Jürgen, I mean, in, in a situation like this, um, your, your squad has proven them, to themselves to be very, very resilient mentally and they can create a siege mentality to take their, their form forward. Just thinking that you could do that again. <laughs> they always said that. Yeah, I, I said it already. We will, we will try. So how? Why should I think? So why should I think that the boys cannot deal with it with the situation? But the number of questions you ask around it is obviously you all think we will struggle with it. Means we have now to prove you wrong. Even when I'm not even interested to prove you wrong, I'm only interested in. Um, the best for Liverpool and for my players, and um, so and that's what we what we try now. Um, and hopefully, the results we'll have in the next few weeks will um, calm you all slightly down. But I cannot promise it. Jürgen, you mentioned Joel Matip hasn't travelled. Just wanted to check how is he and how else are you looking tomorrow squad wise. What? Uh, Joel Matip hasn't travelled. How is he and how else are we looking squad wise for the tomorrow's game? We have a lot of players here, but some not. And Joel is one of the players we have not here. Um, yeah. So it was always clear uh, after the history had that he that it's not likely that he will start again after the 90 minutes at uh, at Everton. Now we left him at home, and but there's a good chance that he could be involved for the weekend again. Um, you know, Thiago is not here. Everyone knows that because you watch us traveling. Um, don't know how long that will take. How is that? Exactly two players suffering from the weekend, Thiago and Virgil, and Joel, but for different reasons. And um, but we have, we have we, we, I, I like the team we can line up, to be honest. I might be the only one, but um, I like it. And um, I think we should give it a try. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, Junie, first of all, uh, we'll start with with the uh, injury to Virgil because obviously we all wish him well. How do you guys all feel now about what happened to him at the weekend? And have you spoken to him? How are you managing to keep his spirits up at the moment? You know, first of all, we're still devastated. Um, I think this also uh, different than normal. Um, the way it happened is really hard for us and, and um, you know, I think everyone still have a really bad feeling about it. I think uh, when, we, when we were speaking with the lads, uh, with players after uh, Saturday, I think uh, none of the players slept because uh, what happened with Virgil and what I just explained, the way it happened, um, you know, it's really hard, a hard one to take, and um, yeah, also a hard one for the team. On top of that, Jeannie, obviously, people say, and Jamie Carragher himself said the other night that this injury blows the title race wide open. How do you guys then react to that, and, and people doubting your ability to retain the title because of Virgil's injury? Um, you know, people will always say that because Virgil is a really important player in our team. Um, I think he showed it since he came in uh, into the team, uh, the club. Um, 
you know, he had really big performance, a really uh, important player for us, not only on the pitch, but also outside the pitch, a leader uh, in the team. And, um, you know, since he came in, we, we had really good results. So it, it's quite normal that, that they will say it. Uh, but it's up to us to, to show that that um, that we still can put in good performance uh, without Sergio. Um, you know, it's a situation that we didn't deal with before, but, um, you know, that, that's what we have to do right now. And now you're switching back to the Champions League. How do you assess the challenge of, of getting out of this group now? Starting with Ajax, of course. Yes. <laughs> A difficult one, in my opinion. I did, and I, I know the team very well. It's a good team, good playing football playing team. Uh, I think it's the same for the other two teams. But you know, uh, in the Champions League, everything can happen. I think uh, it already uh, showed the years before that uh, the game, especially away, was was quite tough for us. But we still managed to go to the sec to the other rounds so um you know we, we are ex experienced with that and we know we, what we can expect I, I just go back to something that you said to Vinny um you as a team you've you've had blows before I'm thinking about like when um Mo was out of the, the Champions League semi-final um two seasons ago you're not the type of team that will let um something bad derail you are you you, you, you you're quite a, a strong resilient group and you can you can overcome this. Yeah. Yeah. He said that with the time that um, we've had adversity before, we lost uh, Mo Salah for a Champions League semi final yeah. and I think uh, other players. And so it's, it's related to missing out on. Oh, missing out on Virgil. Missing out on Virgil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, we, we deal with that situation two seasons ago and it was quite well. There was for uh, one game. Um, the situation with Virgil is that we're gonna miss him for uh, the biggest part in the in the season. So it it is quite different if you look at it that way. But if you look at the game for tomorrow, it's it's quite similar because it was for one game. Uh, Virgil will miss the game against Ajax now. But at that time, we were able to um, fix the situation. Hopefully, we can do it tomorrow again. Um, it's not ideal. Um, the injury of Virgil, but you know, it's just something what we have to deal with, and uh, yeah, we're gonna do everything to fix it. Hey, JD, you said also in your answer to Vinny that um, you know, it's up to Liverpool now, it's up to yourselves to, to show you can put in a good performance without Virgil van Dyke. How frustrating though was it going back to last season's Champions League campaign, the way and the manner in which it came to an end, and how much do you want to put that right? Oh, yeah. Let's guess. Okay, I can say it's uh, yeah. how frustrating was it to go out the way we did last season against Atletico? Uh, it was really frustrating because I think we played a really good game uh, at home. Away, we were quite unlucky with the goal that we conceded. Uh, yeah, at home, um, we started really well. We, we had the goal that we wanted to. We scored a second goal. Unfortunately, it was after uh, the official time, official 90 minutes. And um, yeah, we gave it away uh, a couple of minutes after we scored the second one. So it was really difficult because we know how, or really disappointed because we know how difficult it was to, first of all, score against them and second of all, to beat them. So um, we, we did it well with scoring two goals, but uh, we also conceded 
uh, after we scored two goals. So it was really frustrating because what I just explained, um, we knew it's going to be difficult to uh, score score against Atletico Madrid and, and next to that also to win the game. But uh, the first one uh, went quite well, but uh, the second one didn't happen. You said um, that uh, everyone still has a really bad feeling about it and, and, and you couldn't sleep about Virgil's uh, injury um, because of the way it happened. I mean, it, it, was there some upset? Because obviously it was a really bad challenge on, on Virgil and nobody wants to see that in, in professional football. Yeah, of course we are uh, upset. What I just uh, explained, the way... Uh, Pickford went in, went in in the challenge was completely, um, in, my, in my opinion, stupid. And um, I, I believe that he didn't want to injure injured Virgil the way he injured him. But uh, the way he took the tackle was basically he didn't care about what happened uh, after the tackle. And... Um, I think we had it a lot with the games uh, against Everton. Uh, uh, in my opinion, um, they take it way too far in the games we play against them. Uh, we, we know it's a derby and every, everyone wants to win the derby. And um, sometimes you go a little bit over the top, but um, this was too much. And it was not only his tackle, but if we talk about the tackle from Richarlison on, on Thiago, uh, was also a nasty one. So, um, you know, and that, that's what bothered me the most. And I think of most of the other players, you know, uh, accident can always happen in football. Uh, you can be unlucky with, with, with a tackle and you can injure someone, but the way they were doing it is, is completely uh, unacceptable. And it, it makes it harder that they don't get punished uh, in, in this case, Pickford uh, don't get punished punish after seeing the, the videos. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.